Talking with Girlfriends is our outlet, our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Pull up a seat around the table with co-hosts Madden Machete Jones and Tennille Daniels as we explore healing through hospitality. Join in weekly as we dish on cultivating well-being, deepening relationships, and creating legacy. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back, back. Welcome, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello, darling. Who are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Okay. So outside of today being the official, official start of season two, what is something that you are loving right now? Y'all, so there's this song by a guy. I think his name is Pink Sweats. But the S, the last S in sweats is a dollar sign. This is when you know you're old. <laughs> Girl, right. This is not sounding it's not sounding off to a good start. No, no, no. So Pink Sweats has a song called Honesty. And for some reason I feel like it may have been on an episode of Insecure, but I hmm. saw it in someone's um Instagram feed uh this week and I was like, let me go. I really love this song. Let me go um listen to it. So Put it on Apple Music. And you know now in Apple Music, they have the lyrics. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you can get the lyrics to any song if you like just um, swipe up. And then there's this little thing. It looks like like a captioning button. Mm. So I'm going to read y'all like a couple of these lyrics because. Mm, you came prepared. <laughs> I did because I was like, oh, sing to me, brother. Sing to me. It just resonated with me because I'm one that's like dating and vulnerability journey and so let me give you a little couple lines of this song so it says she said baby i'm afraid to fall in love because what if it's not reciprocated i told her don't rush girl don't rush guess it's all a game of patience she said what if i dive deep will you come in after me Mm. would you share your flaws with me let me know it's some it's some better um, lyrics that come after that, but I didn't want to bore y'all with the whole song. But you should go and listen to "Honesty" by Pink Sweat. Yeah. All right, text me that so I can um, put it in the show notes afterwards, so people yes, can find it. It's a vibe. And if you all have any like neo soul like love song artists, like these new age neo soul artists, send them to me in DM. Because I kind of like these vibes, but I'm not one of those like cool people who know all the new artists and things like that. I like yeah. these vibes. I like these vibes too. I'm not, yeah, I'm the same. I'm not like super hip with the music, mm-hmm. but when I hear it, you know, I know if I like it. Yes. So. so what are you loving this week? I am loving all the resurgence of great early 2090s black tv on netflix i've been working my way through moesha girlfriends is up next the parkers is on there like i am really going back and watching these shows so right now i'm working my way through moesha and like i watched it when it came on but i mean i was young right like i was younger than her maybe i don't know 13 14 how many of her seasons it was on and i didn't pick up a lot of stuff um and then also just to compare like Social norms then and now, like the dad, the dad was so like, gosh, so like patriarchal and just <laughs> homophobic and just like, I mean, it gosh, was a lot of people were okay then. 
that aren't okay now. Yeah. So, but I'm still loving it. It's just taking me back. Um, all the feel. Moesha was kind of a brat. Like, there's just a lot of yeah. things now as an adult and as a parent that I'm going back watching, and I'm like, oh my god, I thought this was cool, but. Yeah, I, so I'm loving it. Girlfriends up next. Girlfriends up next. Uh, are you going to watch the game? That was the first one that I watched. And I absolutely loved going back from the beginning of Melanie and Derwin's love story all the way through the Janae drama. And I, I was binging that. I would be up at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning looking Ooh, at No, girl, not 2 or 3. But well, that, you know, I told you I couldn't sleep. So Oh, you did in the beginning. You yeah, did say that. that. So I don't, really, I don't really watch television, to be honest. Right. So I feel like when I have these kind of like moments where I'm like, okay, you need to unwind. You need to have a self-care moment. I can watch and the episodes are quick. I can watch like three, four episodes of Moesha in like, you know, hour and a half or something like that, Mm -hmm. um, two hours. And so I will do that sometimes like when the house is quiet and I'm working on writing and I need a mental break, I will, um, I'll watch like late into the night. So yes, I definitely, I'm not working that fast, but I would definitely plan to watch the game and then we have nothing but time and opportunity because we're going into the winter and i'm not meeting anybody indoors anywhere so i'll be home quarantined hibernating like when i used to live in chicago and people used to hibernate in the winter time like once it became you know november you ain't have yeah those inside activities you were girl that's a wrap um, yep so yeah, that's what I'm loving right now. And I know we talked about um Miss Stephanie Tangare last season as well, but yeah. I was so excited to see the re um how she was reunited with her son yeah. and all the money they were able to raise and how she feels like she's back on the stage with Humans of New York. So oh my God, so awesome. And so awesome. um our friend Lovey, who we talked about last episode, actually had Brandon, the creators of um HNY on her. Podcast, rant, yeah. and randomness last week. So I'm planning to tune into that this week as well. But I'm super excited for that. So yeah, lots of things that I'm loving this week. I actually listened to that episode, and it was a really great um, episode about his story and you know mm-hmm. how he um, met Miss Stephanie and just how their relationship has grown. So I definitely encourage everyone to check that out. Yeah, and also I'm kind of loving all the craziness that's happening in the white house like i'm not loving that people are sick but i'm kind of loving this october surprise girl i was like this is a real october surprise and then you know people the internet is undefeated with all of the you know black people dancing the whatever it is and people are like won't he do it what a mighty God we serve yeah i'm not i'm not going there i'm not going there But so yeah, there's hurt. a lot of stuff going on right now that um keeping me entertained. Um, okay, so into today's table talk. Today's episode is one of the topics that we got by special request. Shout out to our girlfriend Kia for hey, this one. Kia. Happy Kia. We are in the month of October and I mean, everyone's wearing masks anyway, but typically with Halloween right around the corner, it's time for masks and costumes and playing dress up. So today we're going to talk about masks, but we'll actually be talking about the masks and the costumes that we wear almost every day, um, whether it be online, social media, in real life with meeting new people. Um, So welcome to season two, episode one, costume party, image, influence, and imposter syndrome. 
All right. Well, let's dig in. So we've heard from everyone, you know, from performers to amazing public speakers to our girlfriend who's getting ready to launch her dream or her business. Talk about feelings of imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. But what is it? So according to Google, because Google is the knower of all things. Remember when um, your parents would have like 50 encyclopedias and then you have to like bring up them? Yes. So we have an um, enduring encyclopedia. Um, so Google says imposter syndrome, also known as imposter phenomenon, imposterism, Fraud syndrome, or the imposter experience, is a psychological pattern in which individuals, which in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments, and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Mm, there's that word fear. Freak fear and fraud. Mm, yeah. So I had to like think about this. In when I read it, there wasn't something that like automatically came to mind of where I felt like I had experienced imposter syndrome. Um, Mm -hmm. But after digging a little deeper, as Maddie says, you have to ask why. I wasn't asking why in this situation, but I just really had to go a few layers down. I thought about this once instance professionally um, where I had made this big move to Chicago to take this like once in a lifetime, mm, that's maybe giving it too much drama, um, a really good opportunity for my resume, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was an opportunity to manage this really large government contract. And I was going to be part of the leadership team who was responsible for like the design and the implementation and managing the team. And I had you know, managed my peers and people who were younger than me before. Mm -hmm. And that was Mm -hmm. comfortable for me. But this time I was responsible for, you know, leading and managing and supervising people who were much older than me. And I had to come in as the expert. And, you know, I knew in my mind that I had the skills and the the talent to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. But there were times where, Creeps in. That doubt crept in. Like, you know, Tanil, are you really qualified enough to be telling these grown people, you know, this is what we're going to do and this is what's going to make us successful and you need to follow my lead and, you know, you should be at this table? No. I, there were times where I felt like, oh, I'm not I'm too sure about that. Mm. You know, what if someone figures me out and I don't, you know, they, they expose me. Mm, that's good. You know? Yeah. It's interesting because I, 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 now that you're saying it, it's like, I had a similar experience going into management. Well, you know, where I had somebody I was managing that she refused to even like show up to get dressed for the game. Cause she was (laughs) resented the fact that she went for the job and she, you know, I've been doing this longer than you've been alive, but Uh, well, looks like I'm the one who got the job, sis. So, um, so I didn't think about that. It, generally speaking, this is something that I've heard a lot about just being in this sort of like wellness and mental health space, but I didn't feel like I had really experienced personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always felt comfortable in the things that I've spoke or shared about because they've been things that I've personally, you know, gone through, whether it be my story with recurrent, you know, miscarriage or even like in the public health realm. Like I try to stick to things that I feel very like well-versed and comfortable in um, until very mm-hmm. recently. I have felt 
prompted, and I think this kind of shows up in my body of work, um, you know, a lot more than ever um, in the last few months to share and weave in parts of my faith into my business and mm-hmm. Love Madden, which I, you know, I had not planned to be like faith-based, but it's been part of my sort of wellness journey. Right. Um, so it's something that I didn't do as much initially because I had a fear, there's that word again, of being put into a box as oh. like a Christian blogger or whatever I am, podcaster, mm-hmm. um, or even of being judged. Yeah. And when I thought about the word judged, that's when I realized like, oh, this is imposter syndrome. This is that whole showing up as a fraud thing that you didn't feel like oh. you thought you were immune to, but it's creeping in. So you know, initially I had thoughts like, how can I share God's word when I, you know, I cuss here and there and I, you know, mm-hmm. I like a little drink here and there. Yeah, we like, like a little cocktail. We like, like a little craft cocktail. <laughs> I'm not always patient and kind and all the things that the Bible says love is. And I have this brand that's love mad. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, do I even want to go there? Um, but then I had to remind myself of all of the tools that I have picked up you know, over the course of like doing this work to Mm -hmm. be authentic and transparent and vulnerable and to be open to learn as I go. And then I also had sort of a revelation that if I look in the very text that I put my faith in, God used imperfect people to teach and preach and disciple. So, you know, even though I don't consider myself a minister per se, you always hear people who have a calling on their life, like, oh, I ran from it in the beginning. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is not preaching. This is just a podcast. But then I'm like, it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. it's okay for me to incorporate my, you know, my faith and my beliefs. Like this is my space. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, Holla. that's fine too. Right. So, yeah. So, so long story short, yes, I feel like I've had similar experiences with imposter syndrome as of late. Yeah, I agree. And I I love what you said about authenticity and vulnerability. You know, there is a huge pressure on us to show up as perfect. And we've talked Mm. about this on, you know, several episodes of the podcast, Mm -hmm. Um, even in our so-called safe spaces, like with our families and in our dating relationships, and even sometimes Mm -hmm. with our friends, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, that pressure to be perfect is self-inflicted. Um, Mm -hmm. And we do that to ourselves. But, Mm -hmm. you know, in some cases, and and I actually, for me, I do think, um, you know, it initially stemmed from some stuff from my childhood. But at this Mm -hmm. point in my life, I think it's Tanil, you know, doing it to herself. Um, And so, you know, we have to, to look at that. And, you know, how do we push past that? spirit of perfection. Um, and, you know, as an adult, how do we sh- move in this world where we're able to face and combat, you know, our struggles, my struggle, because it is something mm-hmm. that I continue to struggle with, with mm-hmm. perfectionism. And ultimately, I think it has a lot to do with self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's really yeah. important. For sure. Same. Um, and actually, you know, for those of you, I guess we haven't shared sort of, I, we've given some peaks on Instagram, but the full sort of schedule um, for season two, but we're doing a whole episode on reparenting mm-hmm. ourselves this season. And um, I think it's important for us to realize, even those of us who have like, when you, when I think back on my childhood, I, I don't view it as traumatic per se in sort right. of the 
way that people use that word all the time. Like I have wonderful childhood memories. I have parents who I love so much, who Mm -hmm. I appreciate so much. And I know many of us do. All of us aren't fortunate enough to have that. Mm -hmm. But there are still things from our childhoods um, or even our culture, mm-hmm. or even just the time period in we that we, which we grew up, right, that right. we need to relearn as adults. Like, you know, how I feel about um, gender spectrum, for example. Those are things that at the time that we grew up and just culture and everything. Those aren't things that I had even really considered before. Um, so, just reparenting and relearning, I think, is important for us to do, regardless of what kind of a childhood we had. And I think sometimes we really want to come to the defense of our parents because we're like, they're so great. They're so wonderful. And it's, this is reparenting doesn't mean that you had piss poor parents. It's just now that I'm an adult, there are things that I want to re-educate myself on and relearn that maybe I picked up along the way Mm -hmm. um, in my upbringing. So we are going to dive into that, but to stay on topic for today, what about social media T? We know that it sort of exacerbates feelings of imposterism that already exist. So how has that impacted you? Girl, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. Um, You know, I I really feel like it's a blessing and a curse. So the blessing side of it is that I have access to people, you know, that I may not have had access to otherwise in order to learn from them. So whether that's, you know, learning about a new product or a service or Mm -hmm. even learning life lessons, you know, from people sharing their story or, um, you know, what they're going through to help and enhance my own life. You know, that is one of the things that I really love about social media. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in terms of like the curse part of it, I find it a little bit difficult at times because we're always talking about this like uh, coming off authentic versus like these perfectly curated um, feeds and stories. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that they're there can be an intersection of those two where someone really is showing who they are in a way that is um, aesthetically, aesthetically looks like pleasing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Cause I was going to say produced, <laughs> but the produced is giving me inauthentic. So, <laughs> right. yeah. Um, so it's like, where does, where does that intersection occur? And I even struggle with that, you know, in my own like social media presence. Um, I don't, like I, like I said, I like to follow people on social media and I like to post things every now and then. But um, I kind of feel like there's this pressure to have your own, even if you don't have like a business brand, you mm-hmm. have to have a personal brand, which I, I totally believe in a personal brand. But mm-hmm. how does that show up online? And, you know, what is OK to share and what isn't OK to share and, and different mm-hmm. things like that. So I struggle with that a little bit. Um so yeah, and then I also think that if you're not intentional about how you consume social media, it is very easy to compare yourself either in image. So, you know, do I have certain things that this other person has or do I look the way that I should look? Do I dress the way I should dress to invoke a response? And all of these other things, I think it can play with your mind if you are not one, comfortable in yourself and intentional about what you're going onto the platform to to get. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing for accomplishment. You know, society is already giving us, you know, sometimes these pressures of where we should be at what age and what things we should have acquired. And when you don't have those things and you haven't got to that point in your story yet, seeing everyone else, 
you know, who may be at, you know, have that thing and they may be younger or they have that thing and they're older, like, you know, it it can play with your mind a little bit. So um, I think that's kind of what my love, that's where my love hate relationship stems from. And I, I don't like to, I think it takes a lot of consistency to post. And maybe that's my own personal struggle that I'm not consistent enough to be posting on social media. But I felt like if I loved it enough to post, then I would be consistent. So that's a whole nother story. And like, if you had something like when you're just, it's just your personal brand versus right. if you're the business or something you're promoting, like yeah. you'll go on and you'll post about the podcast or things that your projects you're involved in, things that you're doing with um, church and other things. So right. I feel like people are also more inclined to post when there's something, there's like a project Don't tied to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with everything that you said. Um even the comparison piece, like sometimes I'll look and I'll be like, dang, how she got such a flat stomach? Like mm-hmm. she goes out to eat just like I do, but she's probably doing all this exercise and other stuff that I'm not doing. But I will feel <laughs> it creep in. Like um, our friend Shalise, um, Glow Getter is her mm-hmm. brand, Shalise Tyson. And she came out with this cropped sweatshirt. Yeah. And I'm like, I love the crop sweatshirt for Shalise. I feel like I would love the crop sweatshirt for me, but I need to figure out like a high waist jean situation. So it's like things like that. Like I will look and I'll see things and then it will remind me of things that I'm, which could be a good thing, procrastinating on, things I need to work on. So. Girl, but, and, and I'm not going to say go out here and look like, crazy or you know go out here and not be comfortable in your people own skin. Like but people <laughs> with stomachs you know way bigger than yours wear crop tops I saw I mean never mind I was about to go down a tangent that I didn't Girl, I, be saying this, I say this to Lou all the time like look at what she got on he's like just because somebody do it doesn't mean that if you you know that doesn't <laughs> But sometimes it looks good. Oh you really just have to try it. Because sometimes these people, they're pulling it off well. I'm not going to say and that everybody. Yeah, they're confident. These volumes. Like, sometimes if you, like, trying to wear a cover-up and do all this stuff, now you make yourself look crazy because you're doing all this stuff to try to, like, cover it up versus right. just owning it. So there right. is something about, like... This is where I'm at with the FUPA. This is where I'm at with the cellulite and the stretch marks. And it is what it is. So I love that. So, um, okay. So that brings me into my point, which is there is a lot of good and empowering and inspirational stuff on social media. And you mm-hmm. said, this, said this in your opening as well. But when we think about um, friends who are now happily married who met online, mm-hmm. even when we think about like even my trajectory to getting to Love Madden, like Divas MPH was literally founded by follow fr- like a follow Friday activity right. on Twitter that we were doing with yep. like we were like where are my MPH divas that's what we called them at first like mm-hmm. you know we have our masters of public health and then we connected with like some of our other friends who were following us and we we're like oh we need to take this MPH divas event you know into something like that's an event and the next thing we know we've got a nonprofit. um or even how we built Citrus and Sugar and that whole project almost right. exclusively on Instagram so like a lot of my passion projects. Mm-hmm. Um, the money I was able to raise to build a well in Ethiopia where people mm-hmm. didn't have access to clean water, like rural parts of the world, like all of that stuff was able to happen because of social media. So I don't want to like knock it, but right. um, I, like you said, love, hate, like it's good mm-hmm. and bad and it's how you use it. Facts. I agree. Yeah. And I've drawn so much inspiration, like I said earlier, and encouragement from social media, especially mm-hmm. Instagram these days with mm-hmm. the Insta stories. I think I, 
you know, look at Insta stories more so than I look at someone's, you know, my feed. Um, right. Because I like the, you know, the interaction of it. A lot of times people are when they're talking and like sharing things. And I love that. Sometimes I'll just let somebody's story play for, they'll be on there talking for like five or 10 minutes. You'll be skipping through. I'll be like, no, it depends. Because sometimes I'm like really engaged, which I yeah, appreciate. Yeah, sometimes I am too. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. So I'll just share like two of my favorites right now. One is um, Zakia of FBS Body. She has an amazing um, brand. It's like a, a lifestyle fitness brand. She has amazing leggings and shapewear and all these things. But she just has a really amazing story. And, you know, she shares with you her highs and her lows on a daily basis. And I feel like there's always a life nugget in anything that she is putting out. Um, mm-hmm. So I really love her. And then the makeup artist who did my makeup for my friend Erica's wedding in Atlanta. She's also Missy Elliott's makeup artist. Girl, Ooh, that was classy. Well, we had we had the MUA Alex before she got the Missy partnership. So we weren't one of the, you know, came in at the ground level, but she was still popping. She had been on like um, a makeup show in like Lifetime, I think, or WeTV, something like that. Anyway, but she has started a um, health page and just kind of seeing her in her vulnerability and her, you know, very authentic moments as she's trying to lose weight um, has been something that I have really um, related to, especially mm. during like this quarantine time, because that's when she started. So there are really, I'm, I feel like what I'm connected to the most is people who are on there just sharing their authentic stories. And it's, you know, yes. sometimes it's, you know, aesthetically pleasing. Sometimes it comes out as them stuttering, but I still am able to get the message. So yes. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Do you consider consider yourself an influencer? So it's weird because, okay, so there's two sides to the coin. For me, the word influencer has like a connotation nowadays Mm -hmm. that feels almost like negative. Like Mm -hmm. if someone's like, I'm an influencer, like I hear like fake or like, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of not only the highlight reel, but just even with all the sponsored ads, like some influencers give me this sort of like sleazy, like used car salesman vibe. <laughs> like now you promote in McDonald's, like what? Or whatever, like right. the coin, I get it. But like, you know how Eddie Murphy was like in the 90s or even um, what's the man's name? Um, Samuel L. Jackson, like just taking anything, just any role. And sometimes when I see influencers, I feel Mm. like they're doing partnerships with just anything. Like, what is your what is your core? What is your brand? What do you stand for? So like sometimes it looks and feels a little empty, like people are just doing anything for a check. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of don't want to be associated with that because that's not me. And that's the association I make. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I recognize that I have influence. Mm -hmm. I like, I know that I've had, you know, friends with businesses, even businesses that we've mentioned on the podcast, Arlia Board Co. and all of these other businesses that I know that I've helped to um, bring business. And Mm -hmm. I, and, and I love that. So Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for being able to share parts of my story and learn from others. Um, And there are lots of times where I'll try or buy or patronize because I was influenced by social media as well. You know what I mean? Girl, I I know what you mean. Oh, I know, you know, (laughs) 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 that's getting me. Um, And I think, 
now more than ever, companies are recognizing that micro influencers, okay. which is like people with less than 10,000 followers, are really able to move the needle because we have such high engagement. Like mm. we feel like we know our followers. They feel like they know us. It's more authentic in what we share. We're not bogged down with all these paid partnerships. So I think a lot of companies have been looking toward um, recruiting micro influencers because I get, you know, um, at propositions, I guess, all the time. And mm-hmm. I'm totally down for partnerships, especially paid partnerships. Like I want to try to monetize and I want to share, you know, things that I love, but I am carefully towing the line between monetization and not losing the heart, so to speak, of why I created Love Madden. So mm-hmm. right now, I definitely have said no to more partnerships opportunities than I've said yes to. Okay. Um, so like fashion, for example, that's a low hanging fruit. Like people hit you up all the time, jewelry, this and that. And, mm-hmm. um, it's not my thing. So like, if there's something that I wear or that I like, send me some jewelry on her behalf, feel free to do so because I do, it is your thing. I do it like an accessory. Okay. Yeah, And see, and I, and I, and I don't. So it's like, I'm like, Oh, thank you. This is great. But no, thanks. Um, Although there's one that has like these mantras on it that have reached out to me that I had expressed interest in because that kind of feels like more me, like something, you know, the inspiration piece. Um, But brands having to do with like self-care, hospitality, wellness, those kind of things I'll take a look at. Or even like cooking, hint, hint, our place pan, if y'all want to send me a pan. With the steam basket. I just saw that the other day on um, Summer's feed. And I, then I was like, I want to our place paint. See? And Joy Cho, <laughs> who I absolutely love of Oh Joy, she, they sent her one. So if y'all listen to him, send me a pan. I'll cook some stuff up. Um, so yeah. So if it's like things like that, then I would definitely be down. Speaking of which, I have a self-care related partnership that is kicking off this week. What? I'm very excited for. So I'm going to take y'all to the spa with me. Um, local spa. I've signed a contract on a partnership with her for the next six months. And I'm very excited to get all the services and share and all the products, share my at-home skincare routine. So things like that, I'm absolutely down for because you know I'm a proponent for a spa, sis. So so yeah, Yeah. a yes and no, long story short. All right. And I am at this point willing to be her gale. So if you want to slide me a little something in the a little, okay, a little exfoliant. I am not mad. I will ride a coattail, honey. <laughs> yes, this is a partnership. So absolutely. Um, happy to do that. Okay. How do you feel about the ideals that people sort of create online? Like, how do you feel about what it means to be an influencer in this day and age? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it, it's, it's starting to shift a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think when we first started this kind of influencer movement, it was all about the curation and the aesthetics and um, it was coming off a little empty. But I, I now people are really expecting influencers to come with substance, right? So yeah. no longer can you ignore social justice issues. If something is going on in the world and you have not posted about it or said something, you know, let's take George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. If you've been quiet. That's a problem, you know, yeah. and yep. we want to know the person. So beyond the the pretty picture, like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, social media is meant to be social. It's a place for us to connect. Um, and just like you would want to connect with the person on a deeper level 
in real life, um, you know, we're craving that more in the social media space as well. So I want to know about the person. I want to know their family. I want to know the story behind their brand, what they mm-hmm. care about. Right. Mm-hmm. And it helps me support them. Like, are you really walking the talk or, right. you know, are you just out here kind of floundering, hoping people will buy into something that is not, you know, what you really believe in? You know, do you support Black Lives Matter? Like I talked about, are you environmentally friendly and sustainable? Mm-hmm. Things you care about. Yeah. And that one, you know, I am working on my recycling, but I was using that as an example because I didn't want y'all to come for me when I start using something that might be like not organic or toxic or something like that. So I just wanted to let y'all know that I was using that as an example. So you, you don't have say. to be perfect, okay? But it can still be, you still care about the environment, you believe in climate change. Yes, so yes, yeah. yes. But no, I just, I, I was doing that to be funny. But no, I think really the notion of perfection mm-hmm. in many ways is becoming antiquated. And, you know, social media is really a, more of a place where we want to do and share life with, with other people. Okay. So I have a follow-up along with that whole idea of people sharing their families and all this stuff. And sometimes when people share their families, I'm like, this ain't real. You got the whole, the fact down to the dog is on your whole perfection thing. Kids, mm-hmm. everybody. So like sometimes it, even that is giving fake, but There can also come the other side of the coin, which is oversharing. So do you ever feel like people do too much? Like I, me personally, I don't want to go through your whole day with you from making your morning coffee to tucking your kids in at night. Like, I don't know, it might just be me, but I don't want to really see people go live unless there's a value add for me as a viewer. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's kind of like damned if you do damned if you don't like, I want you to be real, but like save something for yourself. This is too much. You're taking me everywhere with you except the bath. People be taking you to the bathtub and a shower. Like it'd it, <laughs> be too much. I don't want to see your bath. So it, it, this is a struggle. Um, I was thinking about this the other day when I was somewhere. It's like a battle between production versus being present. And mm-hmm. I think that there are many times when people... I feel like people are oversharing, like give me maybe the first step, the fifth step and the last, like, you know, beginning, middle and end. But I don't need like all of the juicy details in between, because then I feel like you're oversharing. You're kind of boring me at this point. You're boring me. Like, okay, give me the coffee. That's cute. You know, so I can start your day. Give me the midday virtual learning with the kids. And then give me the dinner. Like, yes. but the whole, I mean, like. What sit, I did at 10 o'clock, what I did at 1130, what girl. I did at 1230. Yeah, it'd be too much. And that's yeah. why I feel like I don't thrive in this social media space because. But no, but I don't always think people like that thrive either. Like, I think there is people, people, can, also get, yeah. people can get tuned out. Because I be skipping past some of this stuff. Like, what what, what are you even saying to me right now? So I totally agree. Girl, and then there'd be times when people be keeping it too real and it just be going so wrong, right? So, go wrong. It's a delicate balance. And I want us mm-hmm. all to learn it. Because I, I do think that social media, the space is a place where people can thrive and you can, you know, learn more about people. Again, going back to that whole connection piece. And I think I could do a better job of it. Because Mm -hmm. I do, even though, you know, we're talking about like influencers on social media, like I feel like I'm a person who has 
influence, influence for sure. um, and, you know, have impacted a lot of different spaces and places and people. Um, but that doesn't always translate in the social media space. And, you know, I, I do think that it might be helpful as I continue to elevate my personal brand to, to show a little bit more of that. So I don't want to like come off as like, I'm like totally against it, but it is a very delicate balance that I think we should all take a hard look at. Yeah. And I think it is up to the person who's sharing to like protect their family, their privacy, Mm -hmm. their home. Like, you don't have to get, just because we want to know everything and be nosy, you don't have to give us everything. everything. Like, I I know that I'm very conscious of, like, okay, my, my own image, that's fine. Like, I'm out there. It's it's cool. But, like, my daughter or even my husband or, mm-hmm. you know, our family time, even with my extended family, like, you know, I'm not taking you into the nooks and crannies of Thanksgiving dinner. Like, I feel like there's some things have to be sacred and protected or, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking about this with a friend the other day, like, um, personally identifiable information, like, you know, people know your birthday if I share my birthday online, but it's like, mm-hmm. I don't share my daughter's birthday publicly or her full name or anything like that because True. you can put a couple pieces of information together and case in point, <laughs> that's that case and point. So if y'all follow to the end of the Miss Stephanie story on humans of New York, we're going to keep playing Girl. that. They basically said that someone was in the comment, like in the comments, figured out how to find Miss Stephanie's son. And they didn't even say his name or anything. I think they just said his birth year. I was like, and I sent Maddie a DM about this because Maddie is like the inspector gadget of the crew. I was. I was like, girl, you need to step your skills up because (laughs) these people then went and found a whole child that Miss Stephanie maybe mentioned, like you said, his birth year and not even like his sex. Like we didn't know if it was a boy Boy or a girl. Yeah. Yeah. This was was a good conversation. I feel like we could talk about this for a long time. But this this um, episode is already trending on the long side. So, um, speaking of being nosy, nosy, it's time for Tamil's date diary. Date diary. So, um, when I asked for feedback about what people wanted to hear on the date diary, one thing was COVID dating ideas, and this is for both my single ladies and my married couples as well. You know, of course, as a married couple, you don't have to maintain your social distance, but the ideas are um, universal. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you all four COVID-friendly date ideas. Mm-hmm. The first one is, and I tried to make them all kind of cutesy names, low-key, well, no, I'm not even going to go there. The first one is <laughs> Monuments by Moonlight. So, you know, if you're whatever city you're in, you know, we're based in the Washington, D.C. area. So there are a number of monuments that either you've been to or you haven't been to. You may want to explore again. I think doing that, you know, when the sun is going down, talking and walking, you can maintain your six feet. Um, just getting to know a person, but it's outside, beautiful views. Recently, the Dwight um, Eisenhower Memorial opened up, and mm. it looks really, really nice. So I encourage everybody to go and check it out. I actually raised it as a potential date idea for um, my friends. So mm. Monuments by Moonlight. I will say, 
shout out to my boo. When we first started dating, he took me to a after dark tour of the monuments. Ooh. It was because he later admitted it was a little cheaper, but it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, we hung out super late and we had a nice time. So Yeah, and you know the moonlight gives you like that, that romantic piece that mm-hmm. you know you might be wanting for the for the date. All I right. Date number two is the who are you hike. So you can tell a lot about a person by, you know, and I'm not talking about just like walking on some flat surfaces, but some of these like trails are, you know, a little challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think seeing a person kind of in their element when they're, you know, maybe you're not as fit as the other person and they're kind of struggling, like, do they help you? You know, how does that oh. dynamic play out? Do they get grumpy? Right. Do they get frustrated? Like, what is that? And it's an opportunity for you to just ask questions, you know, not that you want to come off as like a a interviewer, but maybe after every half mile, you stop at a tree and you both ask each other one question that you, you know, you want to know about the person. I like that. I like it. I like it. So the who are you hike? Number three is the passion slash purpose picnic. So, you know, nowadays, a lot of people are doing picnics outside. You can either, you know, I would personally probably bring a nice large blanket and, you know, come and set up before the person got there with, you know, a little bit of food and drink and still maintaining that safe social distance. So, again, have a large enough blanket. Um, But that could be an opportunity for you all to talk about, you know, your purpose and things that you're passionate about and, I mean, really anything, but again, I was trying to make this cute. So it's called the passion oh, slash like purpose, the purpose and picnic. passion. It was cute. Yeah, I like it. And then last but not least is the, I'm calling it cyber chef or the cyber candlelight dinner. Mm. I also raised this one as well. So if your, um, you know, friend or significant other, there's a recipe that you both want to try. You can do it virtually from, you know, both of your homes, have it on Zoom, have some music going you know, you all are cooking and making the dish at the same time. Or if there's a dish that your friend um, makes well and they kind of call it their dish, they can teach you how to make it. Even if you don't, you know, even if you do know, allow them to show you their way to make mm. chicken and broccoli or beef and broccoli or whatever fettuccine. it is. People's favorite go-to joint. Yes, so those are my Four COVID-friendly dating ideas for all of my girls out there. And if you do one of these, please let me know how it goes so I can, I mean, it's already in my date arsenal, but I can refine it and, you know, do some other things as well. And then last but not least, you know, as I mentioned on the last episode, I want this date diary to be engaging. So if you have Mm -hmm. stories about dates that you've been on or dating ideas that you want to explore or even just questions or things that you're struggling with, Please DM us at Love Madden on IG or email us at hello at lovemadden.com and we will get them on the date diary. I love that. And, you know, for the cyber candlelit dinner, um, Salika at No Ordinary Mom, who was a guest on um, last season, had shared that her and her husband had did like a cyber cooking class. So if you're married and you live together, you can still log into a cyber cooking class or cyber painting class. Or if you don't need a teacher like me, you could just cook together and do a candlelit dinner in the house. It's super cute. Um, Keelay Carter um, 
is uh, Ma- the Momish of the Momish brand um, oh. on Instagram. She had shared like a really nice setup for like an Italian dinner she had done with her husband, oh. but like decorated tablecloth, candlelit, like it was not regular and it was so nice. So um, okay. yeah, I think there are lots of things that you can do. In- even if you're married, it don't just have to be Netflix and chill. Um, so yeah, I love it. All right. Well, it's time for a word, Miss Matt, Mrs. Madden. Sorry. Yes, I am. <laughs> so, how did you do on your um, practice last, of last week for last week? Which was to be open and vulnerable. <laughs> I did, no, 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 I did a good job. I was good. I was, I was sharing some things and you know opening up and good. We'll keep you all posted. Good. Okay. Love to hear it. We love to hear it. Um, Last week was also a success for me. I learned a lot. There was like 50, 11 times that I had to stop myself mid-sentence from like criticizing or complaining to my husband, which was an eye-opener for me because generally I feel like I'm like positive patty, but I was definitely giving some negative Nancy vibes, a little Mm. bit of nagging within the home. So I had to check myself. Um, And honestly, like oftentimes it's the people that are closest to us who bear the brunt of seeing like the not so pretty side of our personality. Um, Also, I was on my period last week. So Mm. shout out to Aunt Flo. Um, But I think we need to sort of stop and think about how we interact with the people that we love the most, especially when we are, you know, like on our period, stressed, tired, Mm -hmm. overwhelmed, whatever. Like sometimes that person can become the beneficiary of our stress. So it was good for me. Um, Not saying I didn't start, but I was able to stop myself dead in my tracks. And um, I also noticed difference in his mood. You know, yeah. So um, we have been through some heavy stuff though in the last week. And so that brings me to my challenge for this week. So this week's word, word for Madden is about trusting God. Um, God is our source. So in the last week on a personal level, we had an unexpected death in our family, Mm. um, which was very jarring Mm. to us. Um, We've also learned, like all of you have, that the leader of this country, regardless of how we might feel about him, Mm -hmm. is sick. And not only is he, I think, much more sick than they're letting on based on the things that have happened over the last several days, but he had not been honest about it. Right. Um, And I think that as a result, impacted a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. Um, He hasn't been honest about things a lot, but that to me was very eye-opening. We've learned what we already know, actually, that our justice system cannot be, you know, trusted. So I think we've just seen time and time again that our government, our leaders, the the very influencers who we were just talking about, who we love online, um, or even people who we love in real life are fallible. They will lie. They will cheat. They will let us down. Like, I'm not trying to be negative about it, but like, it happens. Like, that's... Imperfect people. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. But but our God is not. So the following scriptures that I want to share with you this week um, come from Proverbs, Psalms, and a couple from Isaiah um, that remind us to put our trust in the Lord. I, over the month of September, challenged myself to stay in the scripture every day and to share that with this community. And so even though we're in October, I've been just staying on that trend of just Mm -hmm. looking up a good word when I need it. So I'm going to read four scriptures to you all. So the first comes from Proverbs 3, um, verses 5 and 6. This is a very popular one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. 
but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. The second one is from the 37th Psalm, verse five, commit your way to the Lord. Same thing from Proverbs, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. Give it to him. Jesus, take the will. We always say we these always things. Say like, that, right. Hand it to him. Give it to him. And he will act. So, mm. you know, when we want God to act, first ask yourself, have I given it to him? It to him. And then the second thing is, have I trusted him? So mm. you can't say, God, I'm giving this to you, but I still have doubts. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Then it says, trust in him. And then he will act. Third verse, Isaiah 26, three and four. Actually, I think this is just verse four. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Think about that. Think about, you know, at the beachfront, the sand comes back and forth, the water comes back and forth, but the rock, you know, to stand on that solid foundation, trust in the Lord forever, not just in a particular time, but trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. And then finally, Isaiah chapter 12, verse two. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid for the Lord God is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation. He is my strength, my song Mm. and my salvation. So think about when you sing, think about, you know, how you're feeling, upbeat and joy and happiness and what your source is. Um, And another thing that it says in that verse is, I will trust and I will not be afraid. And then it talks about why. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, especially right now, like all of these things we are going through are anxiety inducing. Right. So sometimes we trust, but we, we're still, you know, we're trusting, but with trembling hands. So I think there are, you know, people say there's like 360 something times in the Bible. I don't know because I ain't count that it says, don't be afraid. Do not okay. fear. Don't be afraid. Do not fear. So I think it's important for us to go back and look at not just that it says, do not fear, but what else does it say around that? What is the context of that scripture? So being able to trust in God, give something to him, let him have it not be afraid and see what happens. So my, but all that being said, my challenge for myself this week is to take one thing that has been on my mind and give it to God and then trust him with it and not be afraid. So I challenge all of you to do the same, whether it's a relationship issue, a health challenge, a recent loss, the new cycle. Um, I want you to write down that thing, give it to God and then leave it with God. Child, you got me over here thinking. Thinking, sis, what can you give to him? What's that thing that kind of makes you like tighten up? You know, what, what, when you feel that like visceral reaction, that thing that stresses you out or 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 makes you a little, a little scared. What can you give and, and leave with him? Yeah. Oh, did you want to answer? N- no. Oh, good. It's okay. not the question of the episode. This is just oh, true. Because I don't have my thoughts together yet. <laughs> Ciao. Speaking of the question of the episode, it's time for the question of the episode. Yeah. So what is one action you can take this week to take off your mask or your costume this week? Okay, this one was a hard one for me. I gave it some thought before the episode and I couldn't 
I don't know. Like, I don't know about my self-awareness. Like sometimes I feel like, I don't know, I'm perfectly authentic. I share lots of things online all the time. And I try to think of, okay, what's an area where I can really challenge myself? So one thing that I hear a lot, but that I hardly ever do when it comes to social media is show my face, whether it's, you know, going live or stories, or even like, if you look at my posts, like I'm, you know, I don't know. I just don't. I love taking pictures. I love public speaking and all that stuff. I just rarely do it. So this week, y'all are going to see my face on a Zoom or on your Fazone. Um, So I got to think of something good to share. So there's a value add for y'all, just like I said, I need for myself. Um, But I'm definitely going to go live or share a story or do something where I am just showing my authentic self and not necessarily a graphic or Mm -hmm. something else that I've created, but just kind of like just being me. So that is my challenge to myself. I love it. And I think, you know, there's, I mean, I'm not telling you what to to do this week, but um, I really enjoyed the fallback graphic. Um, and so I think that that might be an opportunity for you to engage with the audience um, in, you know, in a live setting. So I'll just drop that nugget there and let you do with, do with it what you may. I like that. I um the October love note was about falling back and so I decided yeah. that I would start to create graphics for the love notes and even for the episodes that echoed some of the like nuggets and takeaways from, you know, whether you subscribe to the email or listen to the to the episode if you miss it. I thought, mm-hmm. okay, I'll create some graphics. So I like that more engagement around that that same topic. That's good. What about you? Huh, so I I had to like dig a little deep for this one too. And so what I'm going to do to take the mask off this week is I have two things. One is to pause before responding. So mm-hmm. um, that will prevent an auto response, which may or may not be authentic. So, you know, sometimes I'll just use a very simple example. How are you? I'm fine. Like that's, you know, kind of the automatic response. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that is true. Other times that's not true. Um, but it comes out anyway. So before I, and I'm not talking about like a one minute pause, right? But just taking a breath before I give a response to truly make sure I'm conveying to the person on the other end of the phone or, you know, in person or whatever it is, my true state. Um, And then the next thing was, you know, Michelle Obama, our girl says, when they go low, you go high. And Mm -hmm. I do think that there are times when, you know, that needs to hold true. But there are also times when, depending on what it is, it's like when they go low, you don't go as low as them. Girl, you seen that meme that was like, when they go low, I'm going to go medium because God's not done with me yet. And that's how I feel. Like, I feel like I had some, you know, things that challenged me over the past week. And I tried to take the high road, which you know, I did want to address the situation in a very um, classy and high fat, you know, manner. Mm-hmm. But there was also that part of me that wanted to, you know, kind of go a little down medium. in the dirt with them. Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't want to go all the way in the dirt, but I, but I wanted to get a little messy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's okay because that's authentic. Like I went high because right. I felt like that was the way that I should go, but I really wanted to go medium. Girl, right? I, yeah. Even Michelle, like if you listen to her podcast, she's like, "That was an ideal." You know, <laughs> we can't go high all the time, so you know, right. if says it, it must be true. True. So we have come to the end of the episode. Yes, I'm so excited about this season to come. 
we've got some really great guests lined up so stay tuned um today was fantastic thank you all for tuning in yes we love you talk to you on the other side bye thanks for listening to love matter the podcast wait are you subscribed yet if not what are you waiting for want to show more love leave us a five-star rating and review then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social love m-a-a-d-e-n